Welcome. And by the yeah. way, you're probably wondering, where the hell is our original intro? Well, there's going to be a format change because until after uh, Randiversary 4, which will be episode 208 after that, there's going to be new advertisements, a new intro video, and so much more. Technically a new season coming. It's not a new season because here's the thing. We don't have it. We, we ne- there's no off season with this show. Uh, that's why I do my show. I just go right into the season. No off season. Because we, for the next you know few weeks until we hit episode uh, 209, you know, after episode 208, which will be rare anniversary four, we will be commercial free. Yes. So that means we will be, you know, giving shout outs instead for the advertisements, unlike what we usually do when we, you know, do the thing in the, you know, studio stuff. But we will have new advertisement videos, you know, so that way we will have them still advertised for the sponsors. We will have them also put in the in the description below, you know, for said advertisements, you know, for certain channels and certain, you know. And certain, you know, uh, shows and all that. So, with that being said, take it away with the uh, introductions, Brennan. With your, uh, with you going first. Indeed, yes, yes. And with that, there, as always, after a successful 200th episode of this show, I mean, a very successful one. Again, despite you know YouTube taking away our views, but we're gaining them back. But with all that matters, was a successful show last week. And as mentioned not too long ago, already the start of Randiversary 4, the road to that already begins as of last week. And continuing on to October 5th, even though the usual would have been October 6th, but we're doing it early just just to celebrate that. It's, it's usually this, like, you know, this, it's on the month, you know? Like, the month of October is the anniversary month for our show. Yes. And, I mean, this is now episode 201. I mean, looking and got, as mentioned, many more weeks ahead till we hit anniversary four. And with that, thank you for making us your first listen of the podcast. And subscribe to your preferred podcast platform wherever you get your podcast at, either on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify for Podcasters, etc. Leave us a five-star review of the show. And if you're currently watching the video version of the podcast, make sure to subscribe. And hit that notification bell for all new episodes of the Rant Ray podcast. And even like this episode as well. And subscribe to the others on this panel, which I'll introduce them in just a second. Well, actually, we'll be introducing ourselves because last week was actually true. pretty true, good change. But also, since you, you brought up, you know, that kind of, you know, a plug-in, let's also plug in for BrainBusterTees.com. So that way you can get yourself some Rant and Ray merchandise, such as the t-shirt Brandon's wearing or this custom-made shirt that I'm wearing from a friend of mine for Christmas a couple years ago. Or even, you know, better, get yourself some pants. Get yourself some, you know, fanny packs. Or better yet, you get, if you're a grandmother, you can call them a granny pack. 
But either way, either way you put it, get yourself some R&R merch, which will be at brainbustertees.com. Search for Rant and Rave Podcast, and you will, will find your, your Rant and Rave merch, including the Rantiversary logo. Yes. And with that, I'll go ahead and start, because before we get to that, however, again, Michael's still on free concerts. Again, Uriel, don't know where the hell he is. For the time being. With that, I'm the fighter, Brent Martin, co-founder, co-creator, producer, one of the six main co's, currently one of four. And I'm your co-host, co-founder, co-creator, and director of the show, and also one of the four, which was supposed to be one of uh, one of six, but still, one of them has to go to concerts, the other is job hunting, but still, the Unbought Outsider, Jordy Scout, a.k.a. J-Man's Jet. I'm, I'm in Rocking, I'm the Canadian Destroyer, one of the six... Main co-host on this and on this show, and and then hope we. Great episode, uh, uh, Eric. You're up. All right, you were frozen, Andrew. A few minutes. Let's, right. let's, let's roll. Okay, let's 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 roll on. And you know, I am the perpetrator of shenanigans, the elder statesman of rant and rave, because I am the oldest one here, Eric Lima. I have my own YouTube show, Eric Levy Shenanigans in 1977. Check that out if you can. And uh, hello to everyone in the chat. I hope you guys are having a wonderful night. And uh, we're going to have a rant and raving good time. So let's have some fun. Let's give some shout-outs in the live chat while we can. we got the Godfather down at Williams. Hey, everyone, I can't stay in the chat for this episode. just want to give you guys a shout-out and have a great episode. Bye and God bless. Thank you. we got Andrew St. Clair, commercial-free, cool dude. Yes. For the time being until after episode 208 because we will introduce some new advertisements on episode you know following you know once we are in 209 also we got the chuck jose channel hey everyone in the toilet right now watching the show too much information uh, <laughs> we, got, we got the price is right band 2023 how are you doing jeffrey and we got a pizzle 90 greetings and salutations fellow ranters and ravers greetings to you as well you know my favorite putnam brother and also to Emo Inuyasha, new intro, A. Eh? Well, it's part of the, the intro that we've been using for the last couple of weeks. But, however, it will still be a part of the of the opener that we'll still do when we have a new intro for after, you know, after R&R, you know, 208, which will be anniversary 4. Because we'll have a new intro for 209. But with that being said, um, we got 10 viewers in the live chat. Go ahead and press 1 if you're viewing us right now live. And I mean, introducing yourselves for a change. Oh, yeah, that that is true. That is a new thing. Yes. So yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it. So um, uh, let's go with our opening topics. Um, one of two we're gonna talk about. Obviously, we're gonna either talk about CM, why CM Punk spray paid the AEW uh, title with a with a black X, or Rumors of Lacey Evans, you know, possibly leaving WWE. And there's also some, you know, rumors, you know, or actually some reports saying that there's a lot of AEW employees that are not happy with one Anthony Khan. So what do you want to talk about first? Well, 
I want to talk about that and get the hell away from me there, Fly. But either way, <laughs> all that. We're going to be talking about the uh, new details on Lacey Evans' WWE departure. I think there's another reason why, because we were just discussing this before the show started. And I think yep. the reason also is because of the constant, you know, the constant, you know, um, uh, criticism from Sergeant Slaughter because of her using the, the you know, the cross-faced chicken wing. Mm-hmm. I see the Cobra Clutch. The Cobra Clutch, yes. Cobra Clutch, chicken wing, I mean, it's still the same thing, you know. Yes. I mean, a clutch is a clutch, and a chokehold is a chokehold, so. Oh, yes. All right. For those that, that don't know what it's all about, we'll, we'll go ahead and just elaborate on what that is. Basically saying some new details have emerged on the departure of Lacey Evans from WWE after she'd been with the company for seven years. As noted yesterday, after Evans had pretty much done everything possible to hint that she was leaving WWE, it was officially confirmed as she was removed from the current roster page on WWE.com. Until Evans' social media activity had hinted at it for a couple of days, the departure came somewhat out of the blue. Evans hadn't been. I'm not laughing at your uh, what you're saying. Look at Ben Walker's kind. Oh, good lord! How are you doing, doing, Ben? Two hundred one. The number I feared for when I found out how when I find out how many times Andrew got pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's the thing. Even if you change your sex, it doesn't automatically. Here's the thing. Even when you be even with a man, <laughs> just because you can change your sex doesn't mean you you you're gonna be pregnant with a new. Oh my god! A male, oh, a male you know, is still has that pelvic bone. So again, now, oh and, now if Andrew were pregnant, that'd be a miracle. <laughs> oh man. That means hell, hell has been upon, hell, hell will be upon us if Andrew got pregnant. So hell will be upon us. More like you know. Then again, you're probably right about one thing. Yes, oh, man. Okay, but still, continuing on from this, Evans had been used much on TV in recent months, but there hadn't been any reports or other indications that she was actually about to leave WWE entirely. Hmm. Given the lack of prior context, there were no real details about the nature of Evans' departure. That being whether she requested her release and it had been granted, whether WWE had released with her without requesting it, or whether it was contract expert. And that question has now been answered as both PWI Insider and Dave Meltzer on Wrestling Observer Radio I reported it was a contract expiry. That means Evans won't have a non-complete 
non-compete clause and is a free agent available to work anywhere as of right now. And Evans hasn't really made any hints about her wrestling future. Just that she's opening a diner soon and has teased starting and only fans. And with that, she's also now going by her real name, Macy Estrella, or Limitless Macy on social media. Limitless. That sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. Oh, bask in her glory hole. But what? Good lord. <laughs> <laughs> I said her glory hole. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> God, only you, Jordan, will come up with that. Oh, oh yeah. Phil, <laughs> oh. so, I gotta admit, owning a diner—that's a new new one I've heard. You know, it's nothing like a farm. It's nothing like you know, owning a land or anything like that. But this is new. OnlyFans, okay, you're starting to do something that Natalie's uh, niece would do, and yeah, I mean, I have to admit. I don't see her in, you know, on AEW. She might go to Impact. You never know. Or she could, could go to MLW. I mean, there's a possibility. Because AEW can't always be the solution, to, you know, to get back out there in the TV, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, then, unfortunately, Did you yeah. say what I think you said? Yes. Uh, yeah, she, because there's a guy named Limitless Keith Lee, you know, and he had this theme song before it got changed called, Oh, Basket is Glory, for he is limitless. And then, Basket is Glory, and then, you know, so I was thinking, you know what, let's give, you know, Lacey something since she wants to be limitless, you know, or Macy, whatever you want to call her. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Any other takers, you know, of what I had to say? Mm, you know, it's going to be very interesting to see where she goes from here. I mean, owning a diner. I mean, she's got family. So if she, if she's, had, she's had another kid not too long ago. So I think that could be factors coming in why she's going to be released. From the, could be but the only fans, Eric? Only, but only the only fans. Hmm. If she wants to make more money, that could be the only reason. I mean, I, I mean, I wouldn't want I wouldn't want my kids catching me do that. But oh, that's true. And so that's that's the problem. But the only thing the only thing I can think of is you, if you want to make more money, and the only fan sometimes is the way to go. But <laughs> the theme song would be perfect for David's fantasy dreams. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, anyways, so might I digress? And also, with her departure, that means a lot more room for the women to uh, really step up to the plate. And uh, it could be to make room also for Kyrie Sane, rumored to be returning to the WWE in November. Uh, she's she got some dates to fulfill in September. I think after September, she's got uh, like a month off. And then possibly rumor has it going back to the WWE. If that's the case, I mean, out goes one and in comes another returning. So it's going to be very interesting to see how the women's division is going to pan out. With, without Lacey Evans there now, you know, she hasn't done much, but you know, 
that, that would give you know other uh, women the ability to, to step up and get more TV time too. And get, and uh, it was a rumor has it that Aaliyah might leave too, but who know we don't know for that for sure because from where from weird reason she has me blocked on Twitter. Don't know why. I'm not a big fan of hers, so I'm not exactly heartbroken over that. But uh, wait, she blocked you on Twitter? Yeah, Aaliyah. Why? I don't know. Really what weird. Wait, 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 wait. What did you say to her? I didn't say anything to her. You That's didn't weird... say anything. I didn't say anything to her. That's the weird part. That's the weird part. You know, like Teddy Long, you know, he blocked me on Twitter. We don't know why. Teddy Long blocked you too? Yeah. I didn't say anything to him either. The... You know? My word. Aaliyah and Erica beefing? No, not necessarily uh, Tyler. It, it's a weird situation, you know. You know, I don't know if it's my. I don't know if there's content on my page you don't like. I don't. I really don't know. It's a, it's a mystery. Maybe something happened on Twitter. On Twitter, I don't really don't know. But I'm not heartbroken. I'm not heartbroken over it. You know, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not that sad about it. But still, Wait a um, you know, Aaliyah and Teddy Long have been packed in the past. You know that, right? What? That could be it too. That could be it too. That that's what I'm thinking too. No, I'm not beefing Aaliyah. You know, I'm really, you know, uh, you know, she really had a huge fast start being one half of the women's tag team champions and, uh, you know, winning the, the second tournament they had. And uh, and then she beat Natalia in the quickest amount of time. So, yeah. Oh, both on the, oh, and Calabunga. Hey, speaking of Calabunga, I got something about that on my topics. Wait a minute. Where, where is it? I don't see in the live chat. Oh, it's, it's Twitch. The Twitch, that's why. And plus, with on the both we're on, on Twitch and I know we're on Twitch and Facebook too. I just didn't see it. I mean, I don't look at the live chat on my end on this side because I hate getting those notification numbers, you know, on the chat thing on my side. Well, you can check it on the Streamyard live chat. It, it, it's a, it's annoying as hell on my end when I just see those numbers pop up. Mm. As yeah. far now, as far as this goes, I mean. If he's in the Twitch chat, then he's in the Twitch chat. But um, anyway, Andrew, uh, what do you got to say in regards to Lacey Evans leaving WWE? Same answer from Eric. All right, all right, Wiley. I don't see Tyler Calvert says I'm about like Teddy. Eric must go one on one against the Undertaker. I see what he did there. The Undertaker. If it was 1999 and Undertaker was part of the Ministry of Darkness, I would, I, I would, I would go one on one because I can, I can clobber him from behind and then give him the crossface chicken wing, make him tap. <laughs> so what? Like, tap the sort of a dead bed. So what else do we? What else do we talk about now? Uh, CM Punk spray paint. Why CM Punk spray paint the AW title with the black X? Or yep. AEW employees unhappy with Anthony Khan. Well, gonna... Go you ahead. know, I'm wondering why CM Punk spray paid the X on the title. You know Let's... what? Okay. Let's do I want, it. I want, I want to know that story. I okay. I read it myself. I mean, I know, I know. Uh, Brandon's probably going to read it right now, but. It just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, sure, it's all about straight edge. But then again, spray painting the title, like, it's like, you know, it's like, you know, NWO style, you know, like, 
it's like ripping off the NWO. But that's just my theory. In my yeah. opinion, I guess. So, but you can go ahead and read it. All right. We all know AW star CM Punk has opened up about integrating his straight edge lifestyle into his wrestling character, explaining why he uses the X symbol in his presentation. Throughout CM Punk's career, the controversial star has made it clear that his abstinent life, which basically lifestyle, isn't just a gimmick. Oh, come on, get down there, Mr. Martin. Okay, I'll just go ahead and read this off. Punk often uses an X symbol to represent himself, including his real but it was real AEW world title belt. Which he spray painted a black X onto, which we, we all know that was the, basically the AEW collision episode. Uh, you got to turn the fan on for that? Uh, well... Here's the thing. I mean, I'm not taking any risk for basically what I have to see. Oh, there we go. Oh, come on. I'm trying to get the darn thing on there, so give me a sec, y'all. All right, get over there. Oh, this. Come on. Oh, man. Sorry about that. Okay. While uh, waiting for that, Punk using the X on his wrist, he foreshadowed what Elon was going to do. Uh, well, well, here's okay. The X, yeah, former, formerly known as Twitter. Funny. Uh, yeah. Very funny on that one. Okay. Oh man! Again, sorry about that, guys. It's just this computer I'm trying to look at is being a pain in the rear. Just I'm trying to try to scroll down, as it were. But come on, thing really. All right. Oh, there it is. Okay. Just uh, what the hell is happening? But hopefully we'll try that again. Okay. Where was I? Oh yes. Let me go back to where I was writing that before. So, okay. On to the July 29th edition of Collision. There it is. Okay. As mentioned. Speaking with Justin Barrasso of Sports Illustrated, Punk recalled feeling like an outcast early on in his wrestling career for being straight edge. Noting that it was his then girlfriend, Natalie Slater's idea for him to integrate his real lifestyle into his wrestling persona, Punk said the following, and I quote, when I 
just started wrestling, one of the first places I found stead, steady work was Mid American Wrestling, run by Carmine Desperito. And we ran a night of Columbus Hall in West Ellis, Wisconsin, once a month. I think the appeal for the fans, there was really cheap beer. I was this straight edge kid that didn't fit in anywhere except for with the freaks and geeks in a pro wrestling locker room. I had not done the straight edge gimmick yet. I was racking my brain to come up with a great idea. And I remembered my girlfriend at the time, Natalie Slater, who is still to this day a great friend of mine, pointed out the pot of gold was right under my nose. She was like, why don't you just be you? Why don't you just be straight edge? All credit to her. That's where it was born. That's why I take my wrist. That's why I X up my hands. And that's where straight, straight edge means I'm better than you comes from. Looking back on it now, there's a lot of people I currently work with who are not only wrestlers because of me, their words, they are straight edge because of me. It's time to go back to that. Look how powerful it is. That's a nice itch I get to scratch now. And we'll talk more about the uh, many others that happened. With CM Punk is currently making headlines for reported incidents involving with the several AEW names, including Hangman Adam Page, Ryan Nemeth, and Jack Perry. And for clarification on Page's interview taping being moved for, from Saturday's edition of Collision. And for an update on the situation surrounding Punk and Ryan Nemeth and Nemeth's brothers, WWE star Dolph Ziggler response. And details on the disagreement between Punk and Perry over a backstage segment can be found right here. And for all future updates on Punk, you can also click here. And basically, that's basically it of why CM Punk spray-painted an X on the real AEW world title. Hmm. Again? What do you guys think? Nothing wrong with being straight edge. Go ahead. You go first. Sorry. Nothing wrong with being straight edge, man. Yeah. I respect that from Punk, but... I agree. I mean... Yeah, I mean, I wish I could live a lifestyle where I don't have to take any drug, you know, any medication or any, you know, or any, or do, or, or anything like that. I mean, I don't smoke and I don't drink, but there's some that, you know, some medications that I have to take, you know, that are prescriptive by a doctor. You know what I mean? I mean, most people have to. I mean, not everybody can live that straight edge lifestyle, you know, and I would love to. Believe me, I'd jump at the gun if I didn't have, you know, certain disabilities. But um, with CM Punk, if that's the, the way he wants to go, if it helped him get success before, what's what's to take it away from him? I mean, that's what helped get him success to being different in the first place, you know, because being different, you know, not being a copy of someone else is how you get ahead, you know. 
But yeah, I think, you know, but as far as spray painting the title, I mean, I may have my disagreements with that, but then again, that's just my opinion, you know? Oh, yeah. Andrew's in agreement with the both of us, then. All right. Here's Jay Houston. How are you doing? I mean, with my own take about this, I would say I, I couldn't agree with you guys on this one re regarding to being straight edge, which is not a problem and all that. I mean, that I, I kind of figured I was a little bit shocked, though, that the was his then girlfriend at the time, uh, Natalie Slater. That was the idea. I was like, okay. Interesting. And then, as mentioned, it where he did work for Mid American Wrestling. And then, I mean, that's, you know, like I said, it's no, it's no problem. And all that, you know, it's for being straight edge. And again, I'm not saying for the, is the, the title and all that. Where he put where he sprayed Van and X on there. I mean, it's not like the NWO all that again. It almost sounds like it, but it really isn't. Instead yeah. of putting the NWO, all it just did was a big old X, and that's it. I mean, <laughs> but I mean, it is what it is. That's that's just my saying. Yeah. So next thing we got to talk about before we hit the one hour mark is that we got to talk about the recent unhappiness with current employees with Tony Khan. So, by the way, how's it going? We're all doing great. So, all right. Okay. Let me see what we got. Oh, if you're, oh, yes. Let me go get that. All right, and go ahead and get that up. All right, let me do this, y'all. Okay, there it is. Okay. Basically, you know, as you mentioned with a tone with the AW talent not being happy at Tony Khan. And all that was is due to due to all in planning. Yep. And let me go ahead and read that off. Cause everyone we all know that the all all in will be taking place basically on Sunday, August the 27th, which is just a little bit over a week away. That'll be at Wembley Stadium in jolly old London, England. However, the card for the big event is looking a little light. So, I mean, there's some good matches, though, that was, I mean, most importantly, MJF versus Adam Cole for the AEW World title. Yeah. That's the mo most most talked about thing. I mean, also, go ahead. I think I think it's well. I mean, it's well deserved to be well talked about. 
I mean, that's like the only match I think a lot of people would be more interested in, but a lot of people are speculating and making presumptions that the card isn't well stacked up, but the thing is, we only have a few weeks away until the event even starts, so I think it's only best for people not to, you know, rash to judgment before, you know, the event sets in. It's not like, you know, Hell in a Cell 2019 all over again. Mm-hmm. I kind of looking forward to the uh, the 12-man stadium stampede because that's going to be crazy. Wembley Stadium, over 80,000 people in attendance. Yeah. I mean, you've got 12 I mean, have 80,000 people. I've, I've said it before. I'll say it again. British people love wrestling. Yep. Yep. And uh, but I want to know who the three guys, the BCC, the uh, will uh, recruit. And I got a hunch it might be the Dark Order because they're gonna have they've been having a new attitude as of late. Oh yeah, they've been having a new attitude. So I would not be surprised if it's the Dark Order. I'd be, but I still like John Silver though. <laughs> He's Johnny Hungy to beat man. But like I said, and probably a new Killer Instinct is what the Dark Order needed. It's like I said, they have not been the same since Brody Lee passed away. No. So. Have. And they need it, and they need a change. And I think you know having this experience <laughs> will help them be better. Hold on a second. A wise man once said, "Never, never set foot on a non-alcoholic beverage unless you're Michael Bombardier on steroids." <laughs> mm. oh. Ouch! <clears throat> you're lucky he's not on here, Ben. Yep. Well, he's not. Well, he's not technically wrong. I mean, that's true. All right. And yeah, I mean, again, we all know, as mentioned, not too long with the, even though with Punk, we just talked about, or just not too long, even has more problems, not just from Hangman on Page, as mentioned. You also got Brian Nemeth, and now Jack Perry is one, another one. I mean, like I said before, he has no one to blame but himself for that, for what he did last year. True. And if he hadn't opened his mouth, we wouldn't. I'd be company along with other people wouldn't be in, in a, like, you know, in this position. Mm-hmm. You talking about Adam Page? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have to agree. Man, like, what Page. kind of dumbass, what kind of dumbass says to the, to the public saying, like, oh, I don't have, I mean, I listen to the advice they give me, but I don't take it. I don't even listen. I don't need it. <laughs> I mean, that's blatant disrespect. Yeah, and unfortunately, that's what started this whole this whole crap. Oh yeah. Say what you will about CM Punk. The one thing I will say, though, I think you know, I think Adam Page deserves what he's gotten. You know, like in regards to the heat he's getting. You know. Mm Hmm. Uh, and we all know that 
back to the uh, talent being upset about the all-in. We all know that. As per a SE Scoops report, some are questioning Tony's leadership regarding the quote-unquote build up on the all-in event. In addition, his handling on the of the roster, especially in light of the recent backstage controversies, and we just talked about that issues with CM Punk has created some discourse. And there, drama shouldn't be happening at all, especially this close to all in. No, it shouldn't. But then again, you you only have Adam Hangman Page to thank for that. Mm-hmm. And okay, both of us said I agreed. No, the CM Punk drama wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for him and Hangnail. Oh, <laughs> oh well, he is. A, well, he has a hangnail, of course. I mean, thing is, if he had, if he hadn't run his mouth trying to act like as if he's saving the company from, you know, like like going into business for himself for that promo. I mean, thing is. I don't think this would be happening either, you know. Oh yeah. And what I mean, what else has Adam Page not done that's effed up recently? Oh my gosh. I can't think of one thing that he that he has done that hasn't gotten him into trouble lately, you know. Yep. Because he all he's done ever since then. When he, when he keeps running his, you know, cocksucker of a mouth, all he's done is just simply get himself into trouble with a lot of guys, and that's why some people, you know, like, you know, are disliking him. And the only reason why they're on Punk is because he's only speaking what's true, you know? Yep. It means, I mean, the thing is, hang, Hangman, you know, and this drama and all that, it's causing divide. Within the locker room. Oh, yeah. Granted, I wouldn't say 150 men being under employment, you know, is a good thing. But the thing is, how can you book all those guys all in one night? Yeah. As you uh, talked about, you know, Ring of Honor tapings, freaking rampage, tapings, collision. Yeah. Dynamite. Dynamite, yes. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm not trying to bash on AEW. I'm just simply giving an opinion. Yeah. And like most people, I'm entitled to it. Yes. Like we all are. Oh, yeah, most definitely. And that one source told SC Scoop that many are frustrated about Wembley. However, they also note that if the issues were just around Wembley, the situation would be different. Well, I mean, you're going to have a big crowd nonetheless. As we, as, yeah, and uh, absolutely. absolutely. Take it. I knew the ticket sales would go through the roof. Like I said, British people love wrestling. And that, I mean, my theory has become a fact. Yep. Okay. I mean, and it, the numbers, you know, the ticket sales, 
that's not the issue. I think the issue is is how are many people are willing to get along and work with each other, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, goodness <laughs> sakes. I think it's both. I think both parties are at fault with the drama between Hangman and Punk. I mean, it does take two people to fight. I mean, I can't argue with that. Mm-hmm. All right. And, yep, and our other producer is here, so. Oh, yeah. Um, He said he wanted to do a topic, you know, Um, later. Um, When he's ready, we'll let him on, on here when he's ready to give a topic. But... Right. I'll just say this. If CM Punk had not been, you know, like, had not gone to that media scrum, all can, you know, all hurt and all beat up <laughs> and had a clear, you know, head, then maybe he would have, you know, maybe it would have been a different, you know, story altogether. And then again, what if, what would happen if CM Punk were to do it after a show, you know, like if he wasn't hurt? Now, would it still have done, been, been done then? Like, he would have been jumped in the locker room by the elite and all that? I mean, the possibilities are endless. Yeah. Not, and the thing is, I'm not even trying to blame CM Punk for all this. I'm just simply saying, it's like always. It takes two, it takes two people to start a fight, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See what... Uh, Okay. Ah, son of a bitch. I pressed the comments and now I'll get a notification. Damn it. Oh, well. At least I can see who else is commenting on, on all three. Yes. And the source in the report all goes on to say that with all that has gone down over the past 12 months, it's becoming an issue and talent wants to know what the all-in card will look like and if they are going to London. That's a really good question. I mean, what wrestlers in general, if if they basically want to know the all-in card and even if they are going to London or not, I mean, that's another major question. I'd simply book as many people as I can for the trip. Yeah. And basically what it says, it's a show that in quote unquote, everyone wants to be a part of. The source also states in the report that people are worried that AEW isn't going to quote unquote, live up to the moment. I want to I want to simply take this time to say yes, I changed my mind because again, I'm like a leader on here and I got to take responsibility for you know when it comes down to this show, I mean, sometimes when a leader, you know, when you're made as a when you're looked looked upon as a leader, you got to take responsibility and you got to take leader you got to take the helm of leadership even if you don't want to, so. All right. That's the thing is, I mean, I have, I mean, I got to be here for, you know, not just for the fans, but for friends as well. So, anyway, go yep. ahead. 
Hate to cut you off. No, it's all good. Not a problem. And before I continue, Jay said it's like they're rushing to get the match card out. I mean, everybody wants to know that. I mean, that's the thing. Well, they've had like four months to get a match card ready. I mean, and they only have like four weeks to build, you know, based off the, the two, you know, major shows they have, both Dynamite and Collision. So, I mean, I'd say do with what you've got, you know. Yeah, I mean, try to give your best, you know, best show in front of the in front of the England fans out there, all the way in London. You know, it's basically as mentioned. I'll say it again: British people love wrestling. Yep. All right, hold on a second. Tom just said he's ready. All right. And let's go ahead and bring on in our other producer of the Rant Gray podcast. Let's bring in good old Tom OLS. What's up? Yo, what is going on? Let's ask about your opinion on this, uh, on the buildup for all, all in. Like, sure. What are your What are your thoughts on you know regarding to other people's doubts and opinions you know regarding the lack of buildup for the pay per view? Um, you know what I think the problem is is well i'll tell you right here i and i thought about this for a while uh let me one second i gotta send a message okay but no i thought about this for a while and i think that it's because they have two big shows back to back and i think you know what's crazy to me is how do they have difficulty booking at least one of them correctly, because I feel like there's zero build for both. Don't they have all in and all out around the same time? Yeah, they got one. Yeah, they got all in for, you know, like the week before all out. And and then correct me if I'm wrong, but all in, and the lack of the, the, the main event is MJF versus Adam Cole. Like that's the match, right? On that yeah, card? Main event match, apparently. That's the only card that had a proper build. Mm-hmm. That and then the other one, the FDR versus, um, the young, versus the Young Bucks. I feel like I was there when they had when they called them out for the match. I feel like there's so much potential that they could have had in storytelling, and they're relying on the dirt sheet drama to tell the story. Um, I don't know. Just that's my opinion on that. I I don't really know the story there. Do you guys, can you guys enlighten me on the actual wrestling story there? Well, it's it's possibly that, you know, want to prove who's the best tag team in the world. But then again, I wouldn't, you know, use dirt cheap build up. I mean, like, you know what I've been saying, you know, let's have, you know, the elite, you know, and CM Punk have to be built up, you know, around their heat, you know, or after the all in media scrum. I still stand by that. But what I don't want to, what I don't stand by is if they use dirt sheets to build up their story, you know? Yeah, that's how I feel. I feel like it's dirt sheet build up. I I think the only proper build is the MJF versus Adam Cole, in my opinion. And I feel like they got to figure out that out because that's, that. I agree. It's the lack of build up sucks. And the only way they can change that is it, it's too late now at this point. But um, 
maybe they'll do something at that pay-per-view to get us excited for the next one. It's going to be tough. I mean, really, it's only a week. I like Jay Houston saying in the chat, it's only a week apart. The booking, not even just the build-up, the booking in general sucks. Why are you building two pay-per-views so close to each other? You know, it's it's kind of like, you know, SummerSlam and Payback 2020 all over again. It's just, it's weird. It doesn't make sense to me. But, um, so I agree, the build-up sucks. Uh, but I want to say, that Kmart shirt's pretty cool. I mean, that I see Eric Lima on it. I bought this, I think, either from eBay or Amazon. I think it's eBay. That's cool. Yeah, that's nice and retro. And speaking about of retro, my topic for this week, and this is something that is a little different. Normally, I do wrestling topics, and I, I would love to get into that, but I, I've been inspired to do this topic because uh, Boulder's Gate 3 came out. It is an amazing amazing rpg and then i saw a video about the golden age of rpg so i kind of wrote up my own little article here about where where i think the modern day is for rpgs and how i think that it is i agree it is the golden era of rpgs i mean these games are amazing boulders gate 3 being a great example i mean i haven't played a game this story driven since the very first mass effect and or dragon age i mean if anyone knows rpgs those are great bioware classics well, we thought those that, that era was dead. But I think that in the last four years, we've had some amazing games. So uh, I think role-playing games have come a long way since the humble beginnings, uh, all the way back from when there were text-based adventures and stunning masterpieces. They've evolved into what RPGs were in the 80s with the boundless creativity of game developers and right into now the present day where we have 3D games and uh, like Boulder's Gate. Uh, but we find ourselves in what can undoubtedly be called the golden age of modern RPGs. This era is marked by a convergence of advanced technology, innovative storytelling, and a dedicated fan base, all in which are propelled the RPG into an immersive virtual realm of captivating, enthralling players like never before. A seamless blend of technology and imagination. The modern RPG landscape owes much of its brilliance to the technological advances that has occurred over the past decade. High definition graphics and great new world building tools, powerful hardware that enables developers to create breathtaking details and expansive virtual worlds that feel more alive and dynamic, changing weather patterns and characters that exhibit emotions and their responses and their surroundings like Skyrim 10 years ago, right up until nowadays with, again, Boulder's Gate. The arrival of virtual, of virtual reality has only added to the RPG genre and augmented reality has further transformed the RPG experience. Players can now step into their favorite fantasy realms, wielding weapons, casting spells, interacting with characters as if they were truly there. The line between reality and fantasy has been blurred, providing an unprecedented level of immersion that once was stuff of dreams. Uh, and not only that, gone are the days of RPGs relying so solely on linear storytelling this golden age has ushered in a new age of narrative complexity and player agency developed and embraced in branching storylines, moral choices, multiple endings, allowing players to shape the course of games and experience in a unique tailor-made adventure. Every decision counts from choosing between factions and conflicts and deciding the fate of key characters. The writing of modern day RPGs has reached a level of satisfaction that rivals uh, novels and movies. Characters are multidimensional, grappling their own inner conflicts and personal growth, that the game tackles complex themes and morality and different uh, political 
and human conditions, uh, offering players a chance to reflect on their choices in both in-game and then real life, almost confusing the two. Communities of endless exploration, advent of online connectivity has also given a vibrant community of RPG enthusiasts who share their experiences and strategies and fan theories. Multiplayer RPGs enable players to team up together, find friends, forge alliances, and strangers of vast open worlds. This sense of exploration enhances the RPG experience, fostering uh, commerality and memorable moments that offer recounts of years to come. Endless exploration is a hallmark of modern RPGs, and in the last 20 years, open-world environments have invited players to wander off the beaten path like Breath of the Wild has, or like Elden Ring did. Uh, stumbling upon hidden treasure and secret quests, breathtaking vistas, and joy of discovery, amplified as developers populate their worlds with lore-rich backstories, providing a sense of history and makes environments feel truly lived in. So in conclusion, the golden age of modern RPGs is a testament to the limitless potential of human creativity, technology, storytelling. As we journey through these immersive realms, we are presented with an unprecedented opportunity to shape our own destinies, experiences of these narratives and multifaceted characters to connect to the global community to follow adventures. With each new release, the possibilities within RPG continues to expand, promising exciting, boundless futures and both developers and players alike. So arm yourself, cast your spells, embark your quest for the golden era of modern RPGs is upon us. Long live the adventure, and it is waiting. That's my article that I wrote, and I think that I think it's a, I think that 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 truly is um, RPG in the in the most sense of the word. Amazing stuff. But that's all I had today. Who's Mister Potato Head? That's uh, that's. Andrew, that's what Gary called him. Oh, okay. All right. By the way, I was going to go like, wow, Tom, that was beautiful. And then he'd be like, what? I just got off the back of a candy bar wrapper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, I, I've been thinking about it this week. And I just, uh, the Boulder's Gate is like, you know, made me realize like, this is amazing. Like, it's, it's, it's exactly what RPGs should be. It's right down from, and Boulder's Gate has like every element that you've ever experienced in RPGs. It has that classic Dungeons and Dragons where it all started. You know, the first Ultima game was Dungeons and Dragons based, but it also has that exploration of those Bioware games from the 2000s. It feels like that. And then it has the, 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 the city alone in Boulder's Gate. It's amazing. I never seen anything like it. It's like an actual city. And, it has that 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 uh, Bethesda feel. So Boulder's Gate has been like the convergence of like a bunch of different RPGs into one. And uh, over the last decade, two, three, four decades of RPGs, um, uh, this is I'm not getting paid by uh, them, but I do recommend people check it out when it hits the your console in September. Right now, it's out on PC. But that's all I have today. Just wanted to share that. And. Uh, I'll go backstage. All right. Take it easy, Tom. Thanks. You know, I'm not going to lie. That's actually, you know, um, pretty good to, you know, know in regards to, you know, next gen, you know, RPGs. But getting back to the um, all-in buildup, I have to agree that, you know, it's not like they're really doing anything to build up, you know, for the next, you know, pay-per-view. Because they have a pay-per-view a week after that. You know, it's... Like, how can you sit there and just, you know, like, prepare for something that, you know, you've got, like, two pay-per-views in a row for? That's, like, WWE standard. 
like they did in 2020, you know, with, you know, SummerSlam and Payback. Like, Payback was just put there on the spot, you know. It wasn't prepared for four weeks. So, what's, I don't know what their, you know, the objective is here, but I do know this. The one objective they did complete was that they were able to get over 80,000 fans. That's the one thing that we do now. Mm -hmm. If they can get over 80,000 fans, then they're doing something right. The only question is, what what will the other matches be, and will they be just as important as the main event between MJF and Adam Cole? That's the one question that needs to be answered, and I don't have that answer yet. Exactly. Anybody else? I'm good here. All right. I mean, hmm. could be interesting to see what happens, you know. Uh, most important matches, other than the MJF versus uh, Adam Cole matchup. Even though, though, I will say, they're, they're doing double duty, though. Because they got the Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles, though. That's another thing. They're, they're having a tag title match, which isn't even, you know, like AEW, you know, like brand worthy. It's it's an ROH title. Yep. And they're and they're having them compete before the shows, the main show starts. Oh, yeah. So what's going to happen? Like, I mean, I'm just wondering, like, I hope they can. I hope they can be able to, you know, satisfy with, you know, to compensate for something, you know, after this. But yeah, I mean, it's gonna be interesting, but uh, it just, but I, it just leaves I, you hanging with more questions unanswered. Yep, exactly. That's the thing. Even though they give us some questions and the ones. We don't have the answer to at all. Hmm. But we'll we'll have to wait and see what happens though. About the uh, next uh, All you gotta do is watch the products, apparently. Yeah. And you're gonna have your questions asked. Okay, I have a feeling the reason they're doing the tag team match is for either MJF or Cole to turn heel. Yeah, I mean, it does. It's not gonna be. It doesn't surprise but, me that there. But why should Adam Cole turn heel when when MJF has been the biggest asshole? But then you, on television, you know, in storytelling. Yeah, I mean, he's been known to backstab guys like you know, like he's been known to backstab Chris Jericho. He's done it, you know, he's shown that he can trick CM Punk. I mean, what hasn't this guy not done? I mean, that's, you know, it's just, it's, it, if it's MJF, again, no surprise. Now, no. as a whole, that would be. Oh, yeah, most definitely. 
And yeah. And we're about to hit the hour mark right about now. So okay. Yeah, I turn on MGF. Well, we'll see what happens, but as usual, we get to have one topic per, um, you know, uh, co-host on here, whoever talks first. And since I'm talking first, I'll go. So, as you all know, I've been, you know, hyping up a little bit for Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, the deal, the next coming, the next, the newest DLC that just came out called the World, the 23rd World Tournament, you know, arc. Last night, it was available at 12 a.m. at midnight, you know, my time. I played it for the next two hours until I had to go to bed myself. I went to sleep for six hours, got up around eight, I believe. Then I went back to resume playing this, the story. I got to admit, I love the the texture and the cinematics, especially with certain, you know, stuff that are added into it. I was wrong that they would actually let you play as Krillin in one match because you only get to play as Tian Shinhai in two, like two times in two fights. Not going to say which, but I will say though, the story arc, you know, of the, of the 23rd world martial arts tournament is actually very well done as it was done both in the manga <clears throat> anime. So with that being said, um, I actually do love this, and I do love some of the new newest things they put in here, which adds into you know the game. And oh, I'm glad you're talking about. I'm glad you beat it, Duke Nukem. Yeah, I did beat it. Now I'll give I'll give that as a review as well, just in just a few moments. But as far as Dragon Ball Z Kakarot is concerned. I got to say that this is actually a pretty good start because I actually think they should add in more original Dragon Ball arcs like from the very beginning as DLC so you can see what leads up to Dragon Ball Z, you know? Now, as far as Duke Nukem Forever, I mean, it took me like, Four days to complete the damn thing. Um, but I will say, though, it's an okay game, but it has a lot of flaws. For example, they there are times where you have to look up walkthroughs in order to, to progress into the next part of the game. Then there are also, and there's also the fact that there is lack of storytelling. Like, the thing is, I can't, there is no storytelling within this game. Like, I I mean, it's the typical aliens invading Earth kind of bullshit. But the problem is, there is nothing to, you know, to compensate. Like, just because the character comes off as badass and it's a badass game, it doesn't compensate for, you know, a storytelling. Because that doesn't make, that doesn't what make a game magical, you know? So, now as for... It as a whole, I'm just going to simply give it like maybe a 2.5 out of 5, basically, because it's for Duke Nukem Forever.
Now, as for Dragon Ball Z, Kakarot's uh, newest DLC, DLC 5, uh, I give it a 7-star our Dragon Ball. You know, like 7 Dragon Balls out of 7. Call me biased all you want. I don't care. But yeah, that's basically my topic regarding, you know, the recent um, DLC that came out for Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. And me beating Duke Nukem forever as of today, Eric can attest to this. Yeah. So with that being said, I'm done with my topic. All right. Since since I already spoke, I'll go next. Go ahead. Well, the sad news in our music industry: uh, Jerry Moss, the co-founder of A and M Records and a rock and roll Hall of Fame member, had passed away this past Wednesday. He died in, in his, his Bel Air home uh, in California this past Wednesday. He he was a music he. Produces uh, songs for the, the the police, the carpenters, and any and hundreds of the other performers. Passed away at the age of 88 years old. So, and, and of course, all the everybody in the music industry heard heard already heard the news about the the A uh, and M record records co-founder. So that's the end of my topic. Who's next? Well, I guess I'm next. And a couple of release dates for a couple of popular things. One in particular, this game here is DLC. DMNG Shredder's Revenge. Yep. Um, Dimension Shell Shock is coming out two weeks from today, August the 31st. Not only you get to play as Yosagi, Yosagi Yojimbo, but Karai, the Kunoichi from the uh, Foot Clan, will be added as a playable character in the game. Um, I talked a little bit about, about with Fire Lord Kirison during Jordy's stream, and yes. and uh, it is at, at eight bucks basically DLC. If you have a Nintendo Switch, I put it on, put it on your wish list in the eShop two weeks from today. Buy it and if you'll if you have this game, do it do it there. So so that and the other one. September the 29th will be the 30th season of Power Rangers. Will be um, we know as Cosmic Fury, and re- and add- Fury. Cosmic Fury and adding to the um, uh, adding uh, to the uh, the regular cast. You see the cast of six. Um, Jacqueline Joe, who played Fern, Izzy's girlfriend in Dino Fury, will be joining that. If you if you saw the opening uh, uh, credit. With the new theme music, and David Yost will be return, returning as Billy for that 30th season. So playing some kind and of mental- get, and then you get some girls that go like, I like guys that are that have name of Billy. <laughs> oh boy, you're a weirdo. <laughs> Actually, Billy may be a mentor to the new Cosmic Fury team because of his knowledge about Lord Zed, who is making his return, running running amok all over the universe, and the Rangers will try to stop him. So. With brand new powers and brand new zords, so September 29th. So, and his date is watching. So, yeah, I'm I'm excited about for both. Uh, of course, Shredder's Revenge. Can't wait to play as Yusagi Jimbo, Samurai Rabbit. Because and and Dote, um, Dotemu has been on Twitter X, as I like to call it. I'm combining both. I don't care. Um, yeah, maybe CM Punk's the reason why Twitter became X. 
Yeah, yeah exactly, huh? Spray paints the title next. He, he changes Twitter mm -hmm. as next. Yeah. And, um, and, and, I lost my train of thought now, Jordan. Thanks a lot. <laughs> um, uh, Love the, you. Uh, <laughs> let's start throwing things at you. <laughs> Anyways, um, <clears throat> anywho, <clears throat> goodness sakes, man. Let me, uh, um, Dotemu has been teasing us with a lot of uh, the abilities that's going to happen in the Dimension Shell Shock. You can mutate into either Shredder, Bebop, or even Rocksteady. You can uh, have uh, color palettes for the Arrested Ninja Turtles and all that. And like I said, you know, they have a survival mode, which I can't wait for. So <laughs> she thinks you're hilarious there, Eric. I thank, uh, tell you, Dave, thank you. I like to be funny once in a while. Um, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so, uh, oh, Antoine's in the live chat. Anyways. Antoine, uh, what are you doing? Don't you see? Why are you watching those <laughs> Anyways. Um, How's it going, Antoine? Yeah, so. Yeah, I'm really excited about the Dimension Shell Shock DLC. Two weeks from today already. I was like, holy cow. I was gonna thinking it was going to be in September. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to Power Rangers uh, uh, Cosmic Fury and how Billy plays in and all this. I had a hunch because I had a hunch that the reason why they have him involved because he knows about Lord Z his character. David Yoke's character, Billy Cranston, knows a lot about Lord Zed. And he's going to do... Uh, sorry, actually, some of them... Thank you, Antoine. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was, that was a, that was a, that was a, that was, uh -huh. that was great. You know, I, I'm glad that I kept it secret from you, so that way you could react the way you. Yeah, could. that was like I could not believe it myself. Anyways, yeah, thanks a lot, John, for that. Uh, yeah, so Fresh Revenge DLC, uh, Dimension Shell Shock, August 31st. That's two weeks from today, and September 29th, the 30th season of Power Rangers Cosmic Fury. They already got the opening credits up on one of their YouTube pages. Check it out. I was kind of shocked to see David Yost in there. I'm like, oh, they're gonna they're gonna give him as a mentor. And I, and I see what you know when I saw Lord Zed in the opening credits, I said, I see what they're doing. I see what they're doing. A little full circle thing. So can't wait. Personally, cannot wait for it both. And then in October, I'll worry about Super Mario Brothers wonder when we get to that. So, but until then, that's my topic. Have fun. All right. Here we go. It's again another two and one. Where this time it will be Mike Bombardier's Pro Wrestler of the Week. Where that's the first part of it. Where this week a tag team and Darby Allen and Nick Wayne will get Pro Wrestler of the Week. So, alrighty. That's the first part. But the second part, we all know some people will, it's not surprising to everyone, which is. WWE legend Tammy Sitch. Oh, I heard. I recently. Uh, okay. Uh oh, what'd she do now? I recently saw a before and after pick, and let me just say this: she has really let herself go. And I'm talking like Eric Lima type, letting yourself go and type of you know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let me just say it. She's fat! There you go. 
Well, facing up to 25 years in prison. Oh, 25 years. Yep. After pleading no contest to DOI causing death. Oh. Yeah. That's not good. Not good at all. Double yikes. And yep. 50-year-old Wrestling Hall of Fame was first hit with the count and seven others back in May of 2022 after officials alleged she killed a 75-year-old man during a drunken car crash just two months prior. Oh. Well, how old is Sammy right now? As mentioned, 50 years old. She'll be 75 when she gets out. Yeah. As I prefer Molina over Sunny. There you go. Well, thank God we're not interviewing her from you know her from her jail cell. Yep. Oh, oh my God. Ooh. Because then they'll be thinking we're influencing jailbirds. <laughs> oh jeez. Yeah, I mean, and thankfully we don't. don't Anyways, yeah. Here's the thing. She brought it upon herself. If if this doesn't teach her, nothing else will. If not, then she's going to wind up dead in prison. Yep. Basically, Sitch had initially pleaded not guilty to all the charges, but changed her pleas in a Volusia County courtroom on yesterday afternoon, days before the case was slated to go to trial. According you, think, to, you think she was planning to get her lesser sentence because she pleaded guilty now? Probably, but that was definitely wasn't going to happen. Not with that judge or the jury or whatever it is. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. As mentioned, according to court documents, in addition to the plea to felony DUI causing death, she also pleaded in no contest to one felony charge of driving with a license suspended causing death, four misdemeanor counts of DUI with damage to a person, and two misdemeanor charges of DUI with damage to property. Oh, my God. Hmm. I know... I know that you know that you want prison. I, I not you. Uh, I mean, I, I get what Antron's trying to go with with the uh, Sunny uh, theme song. Oh, I know you want me thing. Yep. Oh, uh, I see. Well, you know what? Hmm. I'd hate. I I'd hate to be your cellmate. Mm -hmm. Hey, um, Nick Nemeth, hope it was worth it tapping that. While it lasted. Doesn't matter, he still tapped it. Yep. Uh, anyways. And, yeah, again, 
even though I I hear Edge going to retire on SmackDown in his country of Canada. Well, the thing is, he's got one more match in his contract before it expires. So, And that match is coming tomorrow night against Sheamus. He wanted to face Sheamus. So it only depends on whether or not, you know, they want to resign him. That's Edge's choice. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now this right ball foot taking place is town of Toronto. Good old Ontario, Canada. But yeah, even though this is an 18 plus show, but we still recommend for kids, don't do stupid shit like she did. Yeah. Simply put, don't pull a sunny. There you go. Otherwise, you'll be sunny side up, and then you'll be sunny side down. Yep, there you go. And hey, hey, listen, if you like your eggs sunny side up, then hey, I ain't gonna judge. But if you like it sunny side down, then you got problems. I'm not trying to say anything, and I'm not trying to say anything that's. I'm not trying to say anything disrespectful regards to the only challenge. I'm just saying you might. I'm trying to keep my mouth shut. I'm trying. I'm just saying. I mean, I, gonna be no, sunny. no, I know you. I know, I know. It's gonna be I'm, sunny I'm, side down. You know, by the time it's all said and done, with big best. I'm just thinking, sunny side down, sunny in prison. It's gonna be a whole different meaning. Shit. That's why I'm keeping a straight face about this. I, feel like I don't blame you. Sammy Sitch, raw, medium, or well done. Oh boy. Well done. Was that a tag? That was a tag team in '93, a couple of years before Sunny made her debut. Yeah, it's a, it's a shame her last tag team she matched was you know the LOD 2000, and look where that went. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, both of those, both of those. That's why I'm trying to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Both but, I'm done with the two and one topic regarding to. Mike Bombardier's Pro Wrestling Week and this jailbird of Tammy Sitz. What was uh, Mike Bombardier's, uh, you know, um, uh, Pro Wrestling Week again? It, this time, a tag team of Darby Allen and Nick Wayne. Oh, okay. New. Okay. Well, that's it, right? We all done? Yes. Well, this is a first because we get something done under one hour and 20 minutes. But with that being said, folks, if you like this episode, give it a thumbs up. If you missed your chance in the live chat, comment down below. Give us your thoughts and opinions on um, on everything that we discussed tonight. Also, be sure to subscribe near the channel. Hit the notification bell so that way you'll be notified whenever Brandon does uh, premiere and upload or live stream at this one all the time. Same goes for Andrew Hawking, Eric Lima, and yours truly, Jordy Scow. And also, be sure to purchase some Rant and Brave uh, merchandise off uh, pro, uh, the BrainBusterTees.com. And also, be sure to watch this podcast on where you can get your podcast and any different you know, sites. And with that being said, God bless you all. Have a great night and stay healthy if you're in Barry tomorrow. Now, if you excuse me, I'm going to go ahead and get some stuff situated for bed. And, yeah. <laughs> but, yes, with that. Keep ranting and raving. Good night, everybody, and we will see you all next week.